Hello, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom. I'm here at the top of the episode because I have a couple of announcements I want to make before we dive into this week's episode. First off, new game alert. This Friday, June 11th, uh, and the week after, the 18th, at 8.30 p.m. EST, I'm going to be running a game over on the Roll for Damage Twitch channel. We're going to be playing that with some of the cast members from the Scales Above campaign that myself and Kieran have been playing. And it's going to be a kind of funny, kind of sad two-shot. I'm really excited about the story, and I can't wait to try it out with these players. And I would love to see you over there in the chat cheering us on. I'll make sure that we have some posts about this to remind you on our social media, at Wonder and Blunder. And as further enticement to go follow us on those social media platforms, we are getting extremely close to episode 100 and season two. We're gonna be doing a metric buttload of advertising for season two to try and get as many new listeners as we can. So we'd love it if you see any of our posts promoting season two, if you have any doodles or thoughts about the show, we would love to see them on there. We'd love to boost this advertising as much as possible. And to help entice that, I believe we're gonna be doing uh, at least one, maybe a couple of giveaways around that time. So make sure that you catch all that stuff by following us at Wonder and Blunder. That would be absolutely huge for helping us start off season two right. And thirdly, speaking of ways to promote the show, our Patreon. We're gonna be doing a Patreon overhaul in the next little while. We've just finished recording a new Patreon bonus episode arc of the Alien RPG system. We had an absolute blast and we're going to start releasing that soon. And we're going to be rearranging the tiers to give more people access to those bonus recordings. Part of our goal of going into season two is going to be trying to make our workload more reasonable and manageable. So there may be less rewards available at higher tiers, which means we're going to be making those tiers more optional. There will be more things available at a lower tier, and it'll be up to you to choose how much you want to pay. We love the idea of being able to give you lots of extras over on there, but our priority has to be on keeping the show going at a level of quality that we can all be happy with. So we'll be on Patreon soon, reaching out to everybody on there to make sure that we're all happy with where things are going. And speaking of Patreon, why not just dive right in and thank those patrons right now as me, Mike Fardy, no weird voice, no strange alternate reality, just this strange real reality that I have to live in every day. Thank you very much to Michael Appleby, Hudson Miles, Robert Hawks, Christopher Dunn, Nick Scott, Ian Ford, and Gullitice. You've gotten us new microphones. You've got us a good budget to get some advertising done for season two. It is a huge, huge help. Matthew Smets, Miri Rain, Chris Walsh, Christopher Bruce, Mike Hammond, and Michael Pollard. We say your name every week, and it never gets old. It brings a tear to my eye knowing that this means enough to you that you would throw real-life money at us. That is so, so great. Jason Campbell, Michelle B., Heather Romancic, Noreen Elizabeth, Robert Andrews, thank you from the bottom of my heart, which is a deep, fathomless pit, uh, which is a positive thing. David Forsey, Heather Baird, Cheryl Nash, Chelsea Dabb, and Shell Scott. You're all our ride or dies, except in this case, it's ride and live. No negatives here. Thank you all so much for what you're doing to support the show and also for just the kind words that you reach out with. This podcast is a lot of work, but every time that we hear something positive that somebody thinks about it, it makes it so much easier. You're all the best. I won't take up any more of your time. Here's Yuri with a recap of last episode. Goodbye. Previously on Wonders and Blunders, Bree and Rowan discovered what they believe to be the Cloud Gate and maybe their ticket home. 
They believed it would be possible to control it from the command cathedral. Out of curiosity, they pressed on, exploring into the next residential area on the other side, but found it destroyed. The smell of rotting sea life emanating from what appeared to be a nest of terrible eyeless creatures that had attacked them. They stealthily backed their way out and began building a barricade to make sure that nothing followed them, at which point they were overtaken by a trance, which had them spending quite a bit more time than they meant to, creating not just a barrier, but a shrine to the mysterious green light in the center of the city. Meanwhile, back at the caravan, the crew set up an ambush for Lilia's spies. They waited in the trees and bushes as five horrible raven creatures emerged from the trees into a clearing with darkling elders riding each one. Kara lit them up with a daylight spell. Star dropped on their leader, dusting him immediately, and Valen pinned down the group of them with a web spell as Ben stepped in, summoning a jolly figure as his spirit guardian who pranced about the battlefield, sending out deadly shots of fey fire. We rejoin them now after their initial salvo has been launched. Let's see if they can finish them off on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. Another hound, this one is restrained. So they have to use their action to make a strength. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so it struggles against the web that's tying it down. Uh, instead of trying to break out, it is going to let out this howling screech, which all the, the hair on the back of your neck stands up and you unwillingly take a step away from it. You can all make a wisdom save. Two. Oh, come two. on. <laughs> Ten. Uh, I also rolled a two, so that's a nine. Save I them. rolled... A six. Uh -oh. So. Oh, how it's the turntables. A, a ten. All of you are frightened of the ravens. Disadvantage on all attacks made against them, and you can't willingly move towards them. Good. Good, good, good. I think it's it's not just disadvantage on attacks against it. It's disadvantage on attacks while we can see it. Yes, yeah. And, and it's for it's for all the all the hounds in this okay. area. So as long as you can see one of these raven creatures uh, until you pass the save, you'll have disadvantage. God. <laughs> Great. Good. Excellent. All right. You can close your eyes and get disadvantage for that reason instead. I like that. I should have took blind fighting. That would have been more, that would have been appropriate. <laughs> the rider of that raven is going to try to break out. It gets a seven. So it is still stuck. The next... Raven is going to try to break out. It does not. The next Darkling is going to try to break out. It does not. The next Raven gets a, yeah, 22. Oof. And then the last Darkling gets a 10. Aha. So, so there's two Ravens that are free, right? Two Ravens that are free, yeah. And the one that is, the one that just got up is going to use its movement uh, at difficult terrain, so half its movement, to rush past Ben towards Valen, but can't quite reach you. And Ben, you can take an attack of opportunity if you want. Uh, I do want to. <laughs> I, I miss. <laughs> <laughs> you see it as it's running by all four feet, just like, like claws churning up snow. The two wings now free of its rider, starting to 
swirl out in front of it as it starts pushing itself towards you, shrieking. Yeah, Ben feebly swings the Mesa Saloon at it. And Kara, it's back to you. Those beasts are actually quite horrifying, aren't they? Um, there's a few of them that are still close together. There's one that's still with its uh, rider. Yes, there is one, yeah, one that is still with its rider. Both of them are restrained. The lightning strikes there. You have to make a deck save. Disadvantage. So the raven gets a four. The darkling gets a four. I'm going to switch this entire box of dice. <laughs> None of them are working. They're all bad. So that was two he's failures? Really, two he's failures. really getting new dice, everybody. Just I am a... getting them. <laughs> he wants, he, he's doing everything he can to kill gave us. me because it's a ringer. Oh, come on. Not, li- not the Lilia dice. <laughs> For 13 lightning damage. 13. Hell yeah. And uh, the light spell's still up, right? Yep. Uh, so that's nine plus four is 13 light. Lightning and light are not scared of nothing. <laughs> nope, not scared of anything. And I didn't have to move. What's the uh, what's the radius on the light of spell? Of the light? Uh, 60 feet. 60 feet. Wow, nothing. Even the two that moved can't get out of it. Yeah, 60 foot bright. So Ben, the one that is biting at you, it's rears back as just like another pulse of daylight comes out of this pebble. From the back to the front of it as it's facing you, you start to see holes appear through the inside daylight shining onto you and like reflecting off of your shield as it just turns to ash and burns away in the winter wind. The lightning striking behind the darkling that's lying on the ground again, brief look at its skeleton and it disintegrates (laughs) in a puff of light. (laughs) And the raven as well. The lightning strikes it. You see its weird raven skeleton. It makes it even scarier how <laughs> completely horrifying this skeleton on the inside of it is. It does not even match the body properly. It's awful. But it also, the light then burns it up and it blows away as well to piles of ash. Yeah, I think Ben does a, uh, he, he, as the first one explodes in front of him, he spins around and does like a flourish with his shield uh, in, a, in, a, in a weak attempt to take credit for the, <laughs> he does a superhero pose with his shield <laughs> and stands with squinted eyes. <laughs> if you're staying there, Kara, then mm-hmm. then Ben, it's your turn. Ben, uh, yeah. So uh, Ben just uh, yeah. After he does his little flourish, uh, you see the mist appear on the ground once again. And a uh, burly, big-chested figure <laughs> throws a fireball at them. They can, the, anything within 15 feet can make it. So on a, their uh, turn, they'll make that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just staying on the, on the group of them there in the middle? Yep. Yeah, so the one uh, that is going towards Valen moved 20 feet, so it would be outside of that. So you can move like back towards that and miss three on the ground or go after that one. Uh, no, yeah, I'm going to try to hit as, as many as I can. Cool and start. Uh, Do folks get to make a wisdom save at the end of the turns, or is that not until we are no longer in sight? Oh, this yeah, for a frightened shit, sorry. But neither of us moved towards them, so... Yeah. True, and I didn't make an attack. This says no. Because I was going to say, I, I, I have heard that, like, until you are no longer... Like, until you're not looking at the thing you were scared of, you don't get to make the save. That is what this says. I just 
wanted to mention I have halfling guts or whatever, the brave thing. Oh, so you get and to make that so with I, advantage? Yeah. Give her. Uh, for 16. Uh, 16's enough, so you are not frightened. Okay. Kara the Brave. But yeah, and until you destroy these raven creatures, you will be frightened of them, the rest of you. So with that, Star, it's your turn. Okay. So there's some that are still restrained, though, right? Yes. And they're within 20 feet of me? Yes, yeah. And I would get advantage on them because they're restrained. Therefore, I would negate the disadvantage. Yeah, so you'd roll normally. <laughs> okay, sweet. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use... Um, Star's going to uh, pocket the, the sword, the vampire's fang, and pull out the dagger, and mm-hmm. use steady aim and get advantage on one of the ravens that's tied down. Cool. Yeah, okay. Okay. So your double advantage out does the one disadvantage that you have. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, and it's real good I did that because I rolled a net fail, a critical fail on the first one. Um, that's 17 to hit. That is a, sorry, you're against the Darkling? Uh, against the, the, the Raven. The Raven, yeah, so that's a hit. And I got advantage, so I get to sneak attack. 15, 17 plus 6 uh, is 23. So yeah, Star just like plants himself, is doesn't want to look at the Raven, but like kind of like breathes out and is like, and then whips the Kanoid stagger at him. Yeah, digs into the side of it. It tries to turn its head to look and like screech at you, but the web still wrapped around it. It can't quite make eye contact with you, which is saving your mental fortitude right now. <laughs> cool. Okay. And staying there? Uh, yeah, not moving. Then uh, Valen. Shaking a little bit as this thing charges towards me, uh, I'll once again hold out the uh, staff of twinning and. I'm going to be casting Mind Sliver. God. (laughs) So at first, it looks sort of like an ice spike again as these two sort of bolts um, leave the staff, but they like sort of warp into sort of this like ethereal shape and then just dart straight into the the heads of the, the raven attacking me and another raven that I can see within 60 feet. Yes, yeah, there is one one other one. They can both make intelligence saves. Aha. Can they? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not the brightest. Uh, so first one. Mother Darklings. a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> the second one. Oh, my God. I can't roll a over a five. <laughs> the second one gets a one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so they both, uh, I guess, uh, separate for both. So the first one takes seven psychic damage. Check. And the second one takes, ooh, 12 psychic damage. Mm, Mind freak. <laughs> and they will, uh, they will both uh, have a negative D4 on the next saving throw they make. Next saving throw, okay. Before my next turn. Great. Before the end of my next turn. So uh, one of them, the one on the ground oh. that that is still restrained that Star just threw his dagger into. Uh, You can describe how a mind sliver destroys it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think think, uh, you you see the the spike sort of hit the side of its head and it sort of just like, like is startled and starts like shaking its head back and forth and just like more and more vigorously until it's like head actually explodes from the inside. Awesome. 
and it is a total like 80s movie explosion like <laughs> absolutely <laughs> shaking and it's Trying its to... real head and then it looks at the camera and it's clearly a fake head <laughs> it's clearly like yeah paper mache yeah <laughs> full of strawberry jam yeah uh and then the rest of its body turns to ash and is blown away there are two darklings left they're going to try to get out of the web uh this actually, was a good plot it was yeah one of them that is tied down like having struggled against the web and being unable to get up is going to first make a wisdom save and probably die (laughs) uh 11 12 radiant damage 12 Ooh, it's alive Ooh. (laughs) yeah uh the large chested man makes a finger gun and fires a, a finger bolt at it, and then he blows the smoke off his finger and disappears. <laughs> and the Darkling has been taking out a crossbow and like aiming down on Ben, and this fire, like Fey firebolt, like hits it in the shoulder, almost knocks the crossbow out of its hand, and it looks back just furious and fires. One of my highest rolls today is a. It has disadvantage for being restrained. It also has disadvantage for being in the light. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> uh, so it's a 15 to hit. Uh, that misses. So yeah, Ben throws up a shield. And yeah, just ping off the shield off into the woods. <laughs> it's just something amazing about Ben's spirit guardian just being like, I'm just imagining it like coming back like sexy, like a sexy sheriff, like, that's the energy yeah Yeah. that's the energy that's the energy he carries with him (laughs) if if things don't end this round he's coming back in assless chaps for sure (laughs) (laughs) makes a kissy face yeah Yeah. the raven hound that you just mind slivered is going to dive on top of you phelan and try to eat you uh that is a 16 to hit Ooh, it hits Okay. As it starts to like close its jaws over you, first you feel the teeth sort of shredding at you, but you're able to move backwards just getting minor cuts as you take eight piercing damage. But then as you take that damage, you're looking into its eyes and your mind just starts to shake with fear. You feel your heart start to rapidly beat and you also take 13 psychic damage. Oh, that was a lot. Yeah, you see Valen's hand just like throw up, thrown up to his head and like holds it as he like tries to remain standing. And then the last Darkling is going to make a wisdom save. Uh, uh, Three. (laughs) That's a a new dice. This is the third (laughs) dice. (laughs) Uh, Ten radiant damage. How does your uh, spirit guardian finish him off? I think he appears in the sky above it and drops like onto its back and uh, kind of throws his arm back like he's like he's a rodeo cowboy. <laughs> his like wild mane of hair and his mustaches bouncing. Uh, and he grabs a hold of its head and uh, ignites its head and flames oh. shoot out of its eyes, a real flame. <laughs> and it drops to the ground and he does a forward roll and stands up and does like a gymnast like hop. <laughs> just as behind it poof like yeah. this beautiful explosion behind him and then he winks into the camera and grins and disappears 
<laughs> oh my god, I love this. And Kara, we're back to you. There is one Darkling and one Raven left. Lightning strikes near the Raven. Near the Raven? Behind, yeah, behind do the you, Raven. Do you want to roll your, uh, your light damage first, just in case? Sure, you bet. Five plus four is nine light damage. Nine is its exact remaining HP. As Valen, you stutter backwards and then again over its back, starting at the back legs as it tries to like reach up and grasp you in these talons. The talons, before they hit your body, just phase backwards into ash as it oh. disappears. It looked like Kara was pointing in your direction and her hand turns and points at <laughs> the other. <laughs> and it makes decks with disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, which is my new highest roll today uh, for a 15. Uh, I think that's my, does that pass? That passes. If but it ties it? Yeah. It takes half. Yeah. Of 10 and seven and five. 22. 22. Right. Yep. 11? Yeah, half of 22. Yeah. Looks like he has just managed to get the webs off of him standing up and then, yeah, just shock backwards, back arched, skeleton visible, and then pop. And as those ashes just drift to the ground in the daylight, the woods are silent. Except for the swirling storm. Yeah, just the <laughs> swirling wind and piles of ash, all that's left behind. Is everyone all right? <laughs> uh, uh, and Ben, you see, he's like kind of dropped down into like a crouch and he's, uh, he's wiping away uh, a tear uh, and he looks up with a huge grin on his face he says that was my dad Bree and Rowan are dwarfed by the immensity of the silent Kratok they make their way back towards the Crystal Command Cathedral occasionally pausing and jolting in fear as more and more eyeless creatures thump against the crystals seeming to be drawn towards their presence I feel like they want whatever is in this room, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does seem to me, Teak, that, that they want to get through this gate. You, you know, this this would be the way out of this abyss for them, too. Mm -hmm. Even if, you know, they're, they're of the abyss, if they want to continue whatever crusade this is, you know, they're going to want to get through this door. Oh, well, surely a door on the other side is way too close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's likely, yeah. I would hope. Regardless, uh, you know, unless we are going out swimming into unknown, uh, which I would not recommend, uh, Bree maybe not have so bad time, but, uh, I do not know uh, how deep we are. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate the whole being dry and not having to swim thing. You know, uh, that's, uh, yeah, you don't have to convince me on that one. All right, then. Let's, uh, let's go push button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's waiting for us. Um, and while we're going, um, I'm going to pull sort of the broken teak, which I've been keeping kind of hidden away under my shirt. I'm going to pull that out and uh, just kind of hold it up enough that I can see it. Uh, is it reacting in any way? Like, is there anything different about it? Um in proximity to, to either that larger piece or this whole time bubble or like just anything out of the ordinary. Uh, as you're walking with it and watching, it is it is still 
cracked. It is still dull mm -hmm. in comparison to how it usually is. And you find yourself sort of staring at it as you make your way back through this residential area, as you make your way back through the forge. It, these these areas are quite large. It does take a little while to walk yeah. through. Yeah. Inspecting it, I, I, find, I think that's what you find yourself doing. You find yourself actually really taking the time, this thing that is incredibly familiar to you, you really find yourself taking the time to look at all sides of it. And you kind of see, I think, as fiddling with it as you move, that all the pieces, while they fit, weren't quite pressed together as tightly as they could go. And you find yourself mm. squeezing it as you get closer. Breathe the coppery smell of blood hits your nose and makes you turn around as you see Rowan just squeezing this crystal to the point that his fingers are bleeding. Mm. And then you feel this satisfying click as all the pieces feel like they fit back together. And you're able to kind of tighten that leather string that you had holding it together. And while it's not glowing, it feels complete again. The mm. cracks not near as visible anymore. Mm. I've got a I've got a smile on my face as I as I look at it and, and see that it's all fitting again. I, I don't say anything though. I, I just I'm just inspecting it more that it, that it's yeah that that fit is right again, and that's very uh, very satisfying to me. Uh, uh, Rowan, you are, uh, are injured. Hmm? Oh no no I, I feel fine. Please, blood on your hand. Um, on my hands? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. I must have, uh, oh, I must have nicked it on the, maybe the wire or something around the, around Tiki. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so then, yeah, oh. Uh, yeah, well, be careful. There's uh, many things in the water that, uh, sense and hunt on blood. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's a good point. Yep, and I'll kind of like go to flick it off and then, you know, think twice about that. Oh, yeah, that's not going to help us either, is it? And I'll um, try to just sort of wipe it off and, yeah, I, well, I don't really know what to do with it now. I, well, okay, well, you know, that's, that's sort of clean. And as I, like, wipe my wipe it on my pants, basically, and, and continue on my way. And I think for the first time here, Bree gives you a bit of an inquisitive look of, like, something is off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Bree, we're, we're going to be all right, I think. And I just keep going. All right, uh, well... Uh, do you think, shall we turn the uh, forges on first and then portal? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if nothing else, you know, that steam in that might, might come in handy. I, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, yeah, that seems smart. I expect it is something that they probably would not like if they are here, but mm. I do not know. And yeah, I guess we would just enter the cathedral and, and look back out again over the... Oh. Yeah, the light's still on. Uh, I, there's so much of your brain with so much happening, you would just assume that it would be different when you came back, but it is not. It is terrifyingly the same. There's nothing different, right? Like, there's no um, no change or, or even other passages or halls or doors that we missed, right? Like, it's just enter the cathedral and it's the space with the... The console. Yeah, and, and you have a feeling now that, like, looking out over the rest of the ring of the city, that you've been everywhere except the hallways that lead into the center, which have been closed off. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. looks like not a good idea to go to. Yeah. Yeah, um, that journal entry of, of entering is fatal keeps ringing in my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the half-frozen squid monster with its dangling back appendages keeps yeah. floating into mine. 
Yeah. I do really want to throw a rock at it and see what happens. Right. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, uh, I would go to the forge fire button first mm-hmm. and turn that back on. Mm-hmm. And you said that that, that lit up the steam came from the forge room, but a glow came from the cloud gate room. No, not from the cloud gate room. Also from the forge. Oh, also from the forge room. Oh, okay. okay. I misunderstood yeah. that the first time. Yeah. yeah. yeah me too. And like when you were in there, you could tell that blue light isn't enough to light that whole room. So despite the room actually working. Right. Um, that it is clearly not. It wasn't completely activated when you went in there. Right, mm, right, right. Time. Yeah. I clicked that one on and then pull the key out and put it on the cloud gate and just kind of like look at Rowan before turning it. Okay, uh, this this feels like a, a no going back kind of moment. Uh, well, uh, something is bound to happen, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. And I twist it. Okay, outside the window, that domed area, which you can still see just barely cast in the light of the rest of the city, ignites with lightning. It starts firing off of it in all directions, off into the water on all sides briefly illuminating a couple of swimming silhouettes through the water around it. The command room around you also springs to life, all of the consoles lighting up at once. And behind you, a spinning globe of information starts to swim swim around you. The names of places, uh, it, it looks a lot like Paulina's map of the planes. Wow. But in a 3D form, sort of spinning around just as these moats actually start to take the forms of this information, just like a hologram around you. Cool. It starts to spin and you see in it dots of different places that have been marked specifically. Uh, It's all moving too fast and it's just too foreign for you to pick up, even speaking giant. This is just too much for your mind to take in at once and it all spins and then settles as growing larger than the world around it, you see another city. This one much less aesthetically pleasing and much more of a floating war fortress. Clouds underneath it, dark storm clouds, which seem to be shooting lightning and rain down under it as that locks into place and the lightning that is shooting around the cloud gate settles to just a blue glow, just the occasional arc of electricity moving across the top of it. Is there a name attached to this really foreboding war castle? Mm. Lawtalk. Okay. Yeah. Hey, and Bree just points and says, hey, this is name in book, yes? Yeah, you know, no, that's it. That's, uh, that's the place. He's probably where other giants went then. He's a good spot to go. Oh, is he, that how this works? Uh, I, I mean, uh, yes. Uh, you, you, your guess is as good as mine, Bree. This, I mean, it's it's here, right? I mean, it's it's very obviously... It's unlikely they're going to show us a place this clearly and then have it go, you know, to, to you know, Uncle Earl's farm or something. Like, like this seems like this is a tie. Y- yeah. Uh, well, then let us not uh, waste any time. Uh, 
Wait, it's better we get through that portal before they close it on the other side. If that is what they want to do. And I'll um I'll turn to look out over that frozen tableau again. The lightning and that huge geode piece. You you don't think there's anything we can do to, to help these these people, do you? I am not wizard, Rowan. Uh, if there is way to help these people, it is likely the other giants know it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. No, you're, you're right. Yeah. And I'm, um, yeah, but you can sort of see, again, my, my shoulders kind of do their usual droop again. And like my kind of posture return for a moment to, to the kind of poor posture that, that's more typical of, of Rowan. Yeah, no, no, you, you're right. I, I guess, I guess this is definitely beyond us. It, it just sort of breaks my heart, you, you know, this, yeah. He's very sad, yes, but uh, as long as they are frozen, they are not dead, at least. There is always hope that there is way to fix. Yeah, and I consciously let go of, of Teak again. And it let it just sort of drop to my chest and be like, yeah, no, you're definitely right. Uh, you know, if they're frozen like this, it's better than, than us tampering and then, and then, you know, having something go wrong. You're right. I mean, if giants can build city as splendid as this, uh, it's possible that they can repair anything. Uh, See, even yeah. the damage is done here. I mean, they haven't yet. And it seems likely that they have a gate that can come here too. Yeah, and without really even thinking about it, I guess, I'll just kind of look at that creature and be like, well, what is it that you want? And not expecting an answer, just sort of like saying it out loud. But you get one. Oh. As you look out again, the green wash fires from the center of the room, intent on you, opening much faster than it did before. The green wash washes over the room, and as it hits... That hologram floating in the middle, it is washed away. It disappears. And as you look to where it was, the motes are now flickering and being forcefully rearranged. And there is a flicker for a moment, and you see a cabin walking through a forest, tearing trees apart. And then it is shattered. And then it comes back together, and you see Star and Valen and Ben all crowded around, talking excitedly, while Kara talks to Diglin, and they all shatter again. And you hear from that rumble, Your home. My freedom. And then the light goes out, and Lawtalk reappears. <laughs> and I hear all this too, yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It seems that the others are well. If that, yeah. is, if that is them, Rowan, I do not know that we can trust such a creature. Its minions have already tried to eat us. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the minions just kind of seem like sort of basic predators, though. I, you know, I mean, intelligent, don't get me wrong, but, but just sort of predators. And, and I mean, if a creature even as powerful as this is as desperate as what this seems to be, I, but no, you're right, you're right, you're right. We, we, we can't, no, no, of course not. No, we, we can't. I mean, can we, like, you know, can't, do you, hmm. I'm just kind of staring, staring out at it. I would rather trust the giant that we have thrown our lot in with than this creature that fights against them. It seems ill-advised to turn against those who have done us favors. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, we, we, we came... You know, we've seen evidence that, that, you know, these giants live in, in communal and, and, and even loving communities. You know, we, we've got their workspaces and their art and we've seen, uh, we've seen so much of their culture and you're right. You're right. If we're going to trust either side of this, uh, it should definitely, should definitely be the giants. And even if, even if that means, you know, going to, to another giant city and, and having them, you know, be hostile and not really, be a part of this for for what sounds like you know a few centuries and maybe even you know begrudging our our, our trespass through their city and even if you know that that means that they want to they want to smush us into into wee little little pancakes uh you know it's probably better to, to throw our lot in in with well you know with uh I mean, yeah well we are here because we trying to return the axe uh, surely yeah. they will look upon us with favor. And that axe communicates still, right? Like, like you, you, you're still picking something up from it, right? It, it, it feels, it is strange. It is not something I have experienced with a, <laughs> an axe before. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, there's, there's no way, you, you know, it looks like teak, but, but I mean, that's not. You know, it's not like I can just go up and, and knock on on it and, and you know and pull, pull Teak out like it's some kind of uh, you know cabin that he's sitting in having having tea or, or something. I mean, do not get me wrong. Uh, she is wearing armor made of pure gold. Uh, I think I would be invincible if we were able to get such a thing, but the risk is well. I do not even know where to start, and I. See no reason why this would not just turn against us and eat us once it is free. Yeah. yeah. It has little reason to keep its bargain. Yeah, that's true. You know, unless it unless it had some way to, to guarantee its side of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's, yeah. No, that's that's got to be sensible, right? I think. And, and Rowan's still kind of looking out over it. And, you know, how, how would we even... No, that's silly, right? Uh, you know, and he's looking now at uh, at uh, La Talk and the fortress city and and the imposing storm clouds, and uh, you know, thinking of what life as a pancake would be like. <laughs> yeah, and we don't. We there's no thing in this console that's like confirm location. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, looking at it like these these consoles have really come to life now. Yeah. Uh, so you you could experiment if you want. Ooh, 
no, that just seems that that's definitely way over Bree's head. She doesn't even understand how any of this works. So I would definitely be sizing it up now. If if when I turn to that fortress and then think of life as a pancake, I, I think to distract myself from that thought, I would then turn to the shiny lights of all the new console buttons. Cool. I will make you do some kind of check for this. We've yeah. done pretty well without rolling any dice, but let's let <laughs> dice decide this. If you reach out to push anything, Bree would go to grab your hand. Fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. So do I guess do like an investigation, which is good. Yeah. Okay. It's probably oh, good that the guy who can speak I, giant critical fail. Critical fail. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I will give you this. The yeah, you you don't really which is technically know. a ten, by the way, which is technically a ten. <laughs> right, right. I rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, like, I will say that you can see that these dials would control what is going on. You can also tell, while you would not be able to even fathom how to bring it to where you want it to go, you can tell that there was some jerry-rigging done to this. Hmm. This is uh, that some of the panels here, there are runes that would normally have lit up that are scratched out. And there are other ones that seem to have been pre-activated when mm. this turned on. So between my my passive floor, so even though it's a critical one, I can I, yeah I can put that together. Okay. Uh, Rowan, I would not play with this. I am worried if we touch anything, we will be stuck here forever. Right yeah. now, it, it it at least brings us to where we. Well, not exactly where we want to go, but a good choice. No, yeah, definitely. And I mean, look at the way, you know, some of this is scratched out and stuff. I I don't know if, I mean, we could probably change it if we wanted to, but but this was definitely where, where they wanted it to go, you know. We could bring them news of their people, their city. Yeah, it that, does not seem like they have been here in a very long time, uh, if they are even still alive. I, I think, you know, you know, Brie, to, to be honest with myself and with you, I, I think my only real hesitation with this is, you know, what what if this, what if that thing is a chance to, you know, to, to get in contact with Teak again? Well, perhaps the giants will help us be able to come back here. Yeah. If the and gate goes one way, better. surely uh, it says in book that they can come back. Uh, That's right. Yeah. No, I, I'm being silly. I'm, I'm being silly. Let, let's go. Let, let's do this. The others are waiting for us. I, I don't. We we don't know what Lily is doing, and we don't know what that thing showed us. What was even true? Uh, you know, that could have been anything. So, yeah. No, I, I'm being ridiculous. I, I'm being ridiculous. Uh, I think uh, it is safe to say. Uh, uh, he's like a hun that Ben would make, but uh, we are out of our depths here. Yeah. Yeah. So I just scan back up to the, I guess to where I saw these silhouettes moving in the inky blackness. Yeah. And uh, again, like as another arc of lightning moves across the top of the dome, you see a couple of silhouettes moving through that area. And how big would these silhouettes be? <laughs> They're pretty far away. Uh, you see the, a couple of different sizes. Um, some of them reminiscent of the size that you saw. Uh, but there are several 
larger creatures in the tableau itself. Uh, some things that look like they might be some kind of bottom-feeding giant shark, mouths on the bottom, uh, these, these circular mouths on the bottom with tentacles extending outwards from the head, like wrapping around several of these giants, seemingly pull them, pulling them into their death. Oh my god. Horrifying. Horrifying. Uh, definitely it's safe to say we cannot swim out. Come, let us make haste. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think all this hesitation is is, is not helping anything. Let, let's go. Let we, you know, yes, let's just go. Yeah. And uh, we we head out to the activated forged forge area. Yeah. So going inside now, you see all of these forges. It is a buzz of activity. The there is there seems to be lightning that is superheating water and creating this strange like silver. None of the forges are fire powered. It seems to be this weird metallic-looking superheated water, um, mm. steam sort of funneling up into these pipes that move up along the ceiling, all of them glowing warm, but you don't feel the heat yourself. Mm. Uh, but this whole area now with the red mixed with the blue is just creating this sort of pink glow throughout this entire room. Is any of that lightning in this room as well? Like, or is it all just sort of in through the, the networks, we'll say? like it's uh, So like in each of the forges, you can see, um, like, you know how, how normally it's like a, a flame and then there's this kind of domed yeah. metallic, you know, container. All around the yeah. edges of that container are lightning, is lightning that is shooting in and, and creating this, this strange water. Cool. Mm. Well, Bree, you've got that key. Now, that needs to be recharged with lightning. Now, what's the chances we could use that to, to recharge it and not just, you know, fry our own bacon? He's uh, uh, one way to figure out. Okay. Uh, is that going to be you or, or is that going to be me? Uh, you can see Bree is already, like, pumping herself up to, <laughs> yeah. to take a lightning bolt to the chest. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm like, weirdly, like, crouched and ready to move, but I don't know what I would do either. But I'm just like, yeah, okay. We, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, and I would go over to one of them with the key and just be like, uh, just like this, and stick it in. Okay. Uh, yeah, you are going to take some damage. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, ooh, very lucky. Uh, you take six lightning damage. Oh, no problem. As you stick your hand in, uh, immediately, like, you feel it. It's, like, hard to do. There is like a force that seems to be coming out of it that like you have to consciously push your hand into this to get right. this to happen. Uh, and <laughs> as soon as it pierces that that sort of force field that's keeping your hand out, lightning strikes down from all sides and hits the key and just superheats it in your hand. Uh, and you, I think you, you get the feeling that a lot of the energy that is coming out of this forge is actually being absorbed and sucked into the key oh. that it is there is still enough power that it is starting to singe the scales on your hand but wow. that most of it is being sucked into the key and as you pull it out the runes on the key are all glowing bright and then slowly fade back down as the storm key is recharged. Ow, 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 okay, ow, you, you ow, are right, you ow, are right. And I'm like ow, trying to ow, blow ow, on ow. it at the same time. And you, yeah, you, 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 you good, Ooh, you, you all right? Yeah, you say, oh, it's okay. It's, uh, it just was a bit shocking. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. 
all right. You're awake. You're awake. Eh? Yeah. And you can see like all of the, like the fur cloak uh, that Brie has. It's just like all of it is standing up on end. Yeah. <laughs> like she's really become poofy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that seemed to work, right? I mean, look at the runes. Uh, I mean, I think so. Uh, it's uh, worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that'd be great. All right. Let's, uh, whew, let's go meet the Storm Giant family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Nope. Don't hesitate. Let's go. I hope it's okay to keep this running. Oh, should we have turned it off? I'm like kind of like trotting along with you now. I was like, should we have turned this off? You, uh, you think you've... I mean, I, I think he's okay. He seems like well built. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think Bree would just keep keep moving. I, I think in that moment, though, you kind of look back to the command cathedral and kind of think, oh, maybe we should turn this off, but are quickly <laughs> distracted as the crash of the barrier goes off in the room in front of you, echoing through the silence. Okay. The crash of the barrier of the room in front of us. So yeah. like the, the, like the dome barrier? Up. The trap yeah. you set oh, up. Oh, the trap. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Bummer. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Ben and Whom were played by Mitchell Bradbury. Bree was played by Kieran Dyke. Kara was played by Kate Clark. Rowan was played by Andy Woolridge. Star was played by Robert. Phelan was played by Evan Walsh. The World of Fadoon was created by your dungeon mom, Mike Fardy, and exists in the D&D 5e system, published by Wizards of the Coast. Our logo was created by Mike Butler, and our character art was created by Mike Fian and Brett Pye. Available links to the players and artists can be found in the show notes. Go check them out. We're an independent podcast supported by you, the listener. To support the show, go check out patreon.com slash wonderandblunder, leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice, and follow us on social media, at Wonder and Blunder. Thanks for continuing to listen and spreading the word. It means the world to us. And as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. That was my dad. I like his style. It was, <laughs> it was good to see him again. Well, he'll, we'll have to send along our thanks when we have the chance to meet him. Uh, he's, he's dead. He's dead. I'm sorry to hear that, Ben. I already, I told you that, but it's okay. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Evan's memory is not as good as Ooh, really stepped in it this time. <laughs> we'll probably cut before that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go out on the That's My Dad. That's a nice... <laughs> that's my dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oopsie.